welcome to the Trinity Reformed Church Podcast. Corporations offer false security. An interview with Jason Butler from the family-based business workshop. Okay, so uh, our first guest today is uh, Mr. Jason Butler. Uh, Jason founded, well, first of all, Jason is the father of 13 kids, um, and he's the founder of Butler Builders uh, and, uh, and also the owner of Preservation Company. Um, if you're not familiar with Preservation Company, they are a business that, uh, that loves um, historic architecture and design, um, and they provide their clients with, uh, with these carefully curated architectural yep. and reclaimed um, items and vintage goods. Uh, and so it's, a, it's an amazing store if you guys haven't been there. Um, it's over Lincoln Village area. Uh, what's the name of that street? Meridian Street. Meridian Street. Yep. So check out uh, Preservation Company if you haven't. Um, it's, it's, it's amazing. They, they harvest really cool architectural elements, um, doors, windows, corbels, yep. doorknobs, all manner of things. All over the world. All over the world. Yeah, they go to, so they'll go to Egypt. They went to Egypt last year and filled up a container of cool items. And, uh, and then they do these container parties. So anyway, that's, that's Preservation Company. Um, so let's start, let's start by, uh, Jason, tell us just about your background. Where'd you grow up uh, and what were your career plans as you were growing up? Um. I wish I had a mic, you know, it makes you feel better when you have something to hang on to. Um, grew up in Huntsville, Alabama, um, my whole life. Um, at a young age, I always wanted to be an architect, like a really young age, from like age 11, 12. Loved drawing house plans, and as I um, got older, our house burned down when I was 14, um, and my dad worked um, every day, so. Um, we had, you know, the Lord kind of directed my steps in the building avenue. I um, was on the house side every day, so my dad would be at work, and, and I understood the plans. I met the subcontractors, and I was 14 years old, and I'm, I'm sure looking back that the subcontractors disrespected me. They would laugh behind my back, and all these things, this guy telling them what to do, or tell them, I didn't tell them what to do, I just was showing them certain things, notes my dad had given me to to show them, but um, through that whole process um, of building that house, um, I realized I really loved building, and um, also realized that I couldn't sit still. So architect was not gonna be really a good avenue or path for me, I was extremely ADD. So, um, so kind of from then on, from, from age 15, really um, my dad would drop me off at to remodel somebody's kitchen or to remodel, I mean, he would drop me off. I'd have my chop saw, table saw, all these things, drop me off on the way to work. I'd work for somebody. I was getting paid really good as a 15-year-old, and they were getting a really cheap um, kitchen or living room remodel. So it was like a, um, so from then, 
Um, went to school, uh, actually at a trade school in Michigan when I was 16. What was that? Um, it was Alert Academy. I had a con okay. uh, construction program. It wasn't a college. Cool. Um, but I um, finished that construction program, came home, and at that moment, my dad um, went in the building business. When I got home, went in the bu building business with him, and two years later, I realized I couldn't work with my dad. <laughs> I love my dad, um, and that's why we're still good friends today, is because we don't work together, but I'm, I'm now at that point with my children that uh, I realized that they're probably not going to be good friends with me if they keep working for me. So That's awesome. Anyway. Okay, so, so, you, did the, so you, you did some building as a young man, went off and did some trade education, came home, worked for your dad for a little while, and then started, you know, went off on your own with Butler Builders. Yep. And then, uh, and then let's fast forward all the way to 2017. So why, where, you, were, you were at that point, you're ADD, you're, uh, you're too hyper to sit still, you've got uh, Butler Builders. Do you have anything else going on at that point? Um, I own a Mary Maid's franchise. If anybody wants to buy a Mary Maid's franchise, um, I have a Mary Maid's franchise that's soon going to be for sale here in Huntsville. But, okay. Um, How yeah. long have you had that? Um, my father-in-law had um, bought that franchise probably 30 years ago. Okay. And um, father-in-law was in bad health. Um, so I took that business over really about six years ago. Okay. Um, it was like the family was at this crossroads. Like, what do we... Um, help all pitch in and help support them or just take this business that they currently have and keep it going and so that's what we did um, nice. so anyway yeah okay so 2017 so what what uh you've got you've got a billion kids at this point 12 or 11 or something and uh and you got i don't know yeah i don't know how many kids out at this point you're 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 pushing a dozen almost a baker's you're at a baker's dozen now um so what, what led you to Preservation Company? Um, it was just a, a business that I had, you know, we had done a lot of historic restoration in downtown Huntsville. I always had um, a love and passion for old architectural mm -hmm. items. I mean, I love old homes. If you walk into an old home today, you've got this really wide kind of ornate staircase or handrail. Not all old homes, but you know, these, these homes that people actually took time to build, yeah. which is a far cry from anything um, today. Like you'd have uh, carpenters that had a toolbox that they built themselves, and their, yeah. their toolbox itself was kind of their, I don't know, you know, my toolbox is better than your toolbox kind of <laughs> uh, mentality. You know, it really was like a, an example of their craftsmanship. Hmm. And so often you'd find um, somebody's name on the back of a mantle because they cared about what they did. And they were, they were so proud of their yeah. craftsmanship that they would sign their name to it. Or even, a, a uh, you know, we took apart some houses and, and on the corner of the chimneys was a mason's mark. There's this mason's mark. And the mason's mark was in the chimneys in that area because he was proud of what he did. Yeah. And so you don't get that today. Yeah. You know, you, in the building business, um, <laughs> you walk on a job and you walk and said, who did this? And everybody's like, ah, I didn't, you know, 
you know, and, and it's just a far cry and different from it was back then. Yeah, that's And so cool. I just love um, the time that people took. Yeah. To build things. So when you when you started Preservation Company, was it was it like a you think it was like a fun side hustle? Did you think, or or were you like, hey, I'm going all in. This is a business, and I'm gonna I'm gonna it's gonna support my family. I disagree with Lars on a lot of things. <laughs> Number one uh, is, is the comment he made about you have to understand taxes uh, earlier. <laughs> I just want to get that. You don't out have there. to. I just I, mean. I just want to. <laughs> no. Um, last year's taxes are different than this year's taxes. Something changed. My account said, hey, you can't do that this year. Yeah. Uh, no. Um, <laughs> it was, it was uh, I'm different from a lot of, um, like, Caleb Christopher's out here that, that are really good at numbers, and they really are um, um, good at business plans and, and those kinds of things. I really could barely make... This is just the honest truth. I could, I could really, I could barely make preservation company make money on paper as a business plan. And I know that's, that's, that's shocking. Like, hey, why would you start a business that you really can't make it make money on paper and then you go to the bank and they don't like it either. Um, and then you go buy a historic building that costs you twice as much to renovate and your wife is crying every day. And, and all those things saying we're going to lose everything. What have you done? Um, <laughs> so this is, this is the truth of it. Um, although I had this, this thing that I just couldn't. I, it was just something I, I'd always wanted to do. Mm -hmm. I'd always wanted to be in this space. And I could see it being something that I couldn't really make it make money on paper. But... I could feel like you could create this atmosphere mm. that people wanted to be in. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's kind of where we are. I probably am off your question because I'm no, just no, no, it's great. random, you know, whatever. So, so, yeah, so you, I mean, you, you invested significant money in getting that building and getting, getting that thing started. So, I mean, you, you, were, you weren't just kind of dipping a toe in the water. You were, you were going for it. All in or all yeah. in yeah, all or nothing. Yeah. So, um, so did you, did you, what were your first steps? Uh, like, how did, like, what was the first thing? It's like, all right, we're doing this thing. How did you start? With, with most businesses, you're able to, you know, acquire a piece of property first and, and build out and then get your inventory. With this business, I mean, you can't get enough architectural salvage overnight to start a business that comes from all over the place. You have to um, you know, buy it and source it from all over to, mm -hmm. to gain enough. Because when we started, we wanted to start with a bank and we wanted to be able to have enough inventory. It's like being any kind of business. You, you, you've kind of got one shot to impress someone. Yeah. I mean, as a restaurant, you, know, you come in, the service is bad, the food's cold, whatever. I mean, the person's not going to come back. Very small chance that that one customer is going to come back. And so the same thing with this business is yeah. you have to have enough inventory and impress and wow people that you're going to get repeat business. And so we had to start five years before acquiring all of the architectural salvage. We had some from being in the historic, business, historic restoration business, but not right. the amount that you need to start a store. So... That's where we started. We okay. started five years ahead of time, okay. knowing that this was our end game and where we were going to be. And then starting to try to find um, 
a building to be in, and and for us, it's like you couldn't sell architectural salvage antique things without being in an antique building. Hmm. And so that was kind That's of cool. the next step of acquiring. So so you you were able to kind of leverage your your building business, use that as a springboard, you know, to to acquire the inventory that you needed for the for for opening. Um, and you needed a building. So did you have to go raise money, get investors, go to the bank? How did you fund it? Um, so we had to get really creative with financing. We, you know, again, we could make the business make enough money um, to, um, on paper, that we could kind of justify, but with not enough to get like a real good loan or anything like that. So first of all, we found a building and then we came up with a business plan for making the building make enough money okay. to, to cover our, um, the building expense itself. Um, our business kind of um, finances or income contributing to that. And so that's kind of where we just got creative and we got creative with the the owner of the building as well, having him take a, um, a third position behind the bank for our down money, so. Okay, yeah. nice. So you've got a, so really it's a, you know, the building itself is a business, because you, you didn't buy a business, a building that was just big enough for you, you bought a building that you could generate income by yep. renting several pieces of the building to other businesses. Yep. Cool. Um, so, so 2017, that's when like the store opened officially? I don't remember. <laughs> 2017, 2017, that's five, yes. Okay. 2017, end of, maybe, maybe November of 2017, okay. yeah. So what were you, like, what, what does your day-to-day -day look like at that time? Um, still had a lot of building going on. Okay. So, um, so you still. you didn't quit the site, you didn't quit the building thing and say, that's over, now I'm starting this. You, you needed that income. Nope, those were, those were stressful, some stressful years, um, but Still building full time, still getting preser I mean, getting preservation off the ground, still running merry maids kind of from a distance. Um, was kind of our weekly lot of hours. Yep. What, was it just you? Um, our family, you know, my oldest is 21 now, but, and you can imagine they're just stair steps all the way down to 10 weeks. You missed it, Jason's got 13 kids. So um, our kids, you know, a lot of our older kids work in the business, and, and, and our, that year and three or four months that we were renovating the building, so we had this renovation process, um, it was blood, sweat, and tears. Literally, our, our family lived at the store. Mm -hmm. um, we, we created a bunk room where the kids would, would, the younger kids would sleep, and the older kids would work until two o'clock in the morning, um, renovating and getting the store open so there's a lot of a lot of help about family and friends and Caleb Caleb helped us a lot when we were first getting started we're not computer people I'm not a computer person <laughs> you know just getting the inventory stuff set up Caleb was just instrumental in coming over there and that's why you need good friends right so um, so Caleb got it I mean Caleb maybe saw the vision did did you feel like most people around you saw what you were doing and and were supportive of it, or did you feel like everyone thought you were crazy, or? Uh, probably a mixture, a mixture of people feeling like you're crazy. I think people, all in all, people were supportive and thought, yeah. I think people can't, couldn't really see it. 
yeah. a lot of times. Like you have this idea or vision for what you're doing, but it's kind of a no space. It's like if you're going to open a restaurant, there's a lot of other restaurants. Or if you're going to open yeah. up this kind of retail spot, there's a lot of those kind of retail spots. That's kind of a yeah, uh, kind of out on a limb. Were you uh, were you patterning this off of something, or were, did you have a mentor? Like, or were you just kind of totally winging it? Winging it. Winging it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I tell people I fly by the seat of my pants yeah. uh, a lot, so I run through a lot of pants. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, so, so it opened, I, I mean, I, I think 2017 is what is kind of roughly the official opening date time, it sounds like. Um, how long before, before you felt like this is actually going to work and, and, or, or are you even there yet? <laughs> um, it was three years, maybe three and a half years before we turned a profit. Okay. Um, and so... You know, when you say turn a profit, it's like you've got your time invested in it. And sure. you know, a lot of people can, can you know, can testify to this that as you're, it's like right when you think you're about to be over the hump, you know, starting a business, mm -hmm. then you have to expand your space. Yeah. And so that takes up all the profit. You know, you have to hire more employees and that takes up all the profit. So you keep getting to this point to where you kind of level out and right. you can rise above. So right. three and a half years, you know. Three and a half years. Three and a half years before we turned a profit. Wow. Um, so you were, you were obviously had to supplement that during that time with your, with your other businesses. Um, are, you, uh, are, you now, are you now still running those other two businesses? What's going on with those? So, so Mary Maids is um, still going strong. Yeah. Butler Builders. As of last November, um, we haven't taken on any more projects, which feels unbelievably good. Even though I <laughs> love the building business, I do not, I haven't loved it for the past two years just yeah. because of the way Huntsville's growing and yeah. availability of materials and subcontractors has just been yeah. extremely stressful. So um, I still have it, it's still open, um, but my next venture will be something a little bit different than what we've been used to. So, yeah. Yep. That's awesome. Um, so maybe talk a little bit about um, leadership and hiring people. I mean, what, what I feel like every, every um, business owner I talk to talks about the importance of culture and people they hire and how have you, how have you had to think about that and, and grow in that area? I'm still growing in that area. Good. Um, <laughs> I am not naturally um, coming from the building business. You know, you're you're trying to produce a product for a customer, and you have this. You're wedged between three things. You're you're wedged between your customer satisfaction mm -hmm. and your reputation, and your um, your subcontractors working for you and producing a certain kind of quality of work, and then the inspection department that's gonna you know, tell you things you can and cannot do. And so you're, you're stuck right there in the middle mm -hmm. of all these things. And so I've come from a very critical background. My, all my kids could tell you I'm just a, and I'm, I, I'm to this day, I mean, even last night I was talking to my wife, I'm just, I want to quit being so critical. 
I mean, it's like I just notice every little thing. Yeah. You know, I walk into a house. Why is that trim like that? Who put this up? Is that level? What's wrong with you guys? You know, and uh, and I mean, but I would. It was worse than that. It was like, do y'all know what this is? This is a level. You know, y'all probably think about using it. You know, that's that's the kind of thing that doesn't go well in the workplace. It doesn't go well. People don't like being treated like they're 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 idiots. Yeah. Um, and and they're not. You know, they're good um, at a lot of other things. And it's like I've not. You know, I've never been that way with my children. You know, I'm always noticing the things that are wrong. And I. Yeah. That's probably my worst. The absolute worst thing about being in business for me is like I just I have to like walk in the store. I'm like, why is the window not clean? Yeah, that's the first thing I say is, you know, it's, we're like, how are y'all doing today? Well, can somebody just, you know, whatever. It, it's, there's a different way to do it. Yeah. Um, so I'm not a good leader in that sense. Um, I'm just, you know, putting it out there. That's, yeah. It's just something that's really, it's, it's so, so fresh on, you yeah. know, even this week's um, things that I just, I can't help but say that's, it's just, that's the hardest thing for me. Would you say that, um, your experience as a business owner, I, I think what you're saying, and, and tell me if I'm wrong, but it sounds like what you're saying is that being a business owner has stretched you and has exposed weaknesses and flaws in your own character and, and driven you to, to work on those things. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, the, 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 um, the, the tyrant, I don't know tyrant, I shouldn't say tyrant, but I think I probably am. Um, you know, the, 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 the difference between two generals, like a general that people follow into battle, mm -hmm. you know, and the general that demands these guys follow them into battle. It's like, hmm. I don't want to be that second general. I don't. I want to be the kind yeah. of people that, you know, Inspires. I went to a restaurant yeah. um, two nights ago, and, and, I, and I just said, everybody here has a, just a great attitude. What is going on here? I mean, I asked the, uh, our server that, and she said, our owner is really an amazing person. Hmm. And I just took that as like, man, I wanted my people to say that about me. Yeah. You know? It's yeah. good. Um, it's and really so good. I want my kids to say that about me. I'm yeah. the same way. It's like when you have a family business, the worst thing, you know, you're a leader of your home, you're a leader of your business. You get home, your kids do not want to talk about the business. They don't. They want the home to be home. It's like, what happened at work today? Blah, 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 you know, whatever. And so, it is important that that, you know, as a family business, especially if your kids are involved, that that thing shuts down at some point in time. They sure. want to break from it. They don't want to live and breathe it, maybe like you want to live and breathe it or have to live and breathe it. Right. And so, you know, shutting those things down. Do you feel like over this, over this kind of, uh, up to this point in your career, do you feel like you are moving more and more towards um, your calling? Like, do you feel like what you're doing is your calling? Do you feel like it's, it's, it's what you're built to do? I do, I do. I, I feel like sometimes, you know, some people feel really called to do things. Yeah. Um, I, we, we do pray about things. I don't feel like a lot of times that um, when you pray, it's like as an American, you know, if you, if you took yourself as an, you know, a U.S. citizen and you take yourself as anyone from another country in way more dire circumstances, 
the prayers look a lot different. Hmm. You know, it's like, oh Lord, please let us get that beach house we wanted to get <laughs> versus can my kids eat today? You know, it's just so much different. And so I feel like our calling, and I do feel like it's where we're supposed to be as a family and where the Lord has opened up doors for me to be there. But I also look at things that haven't gone so well in my life. Mm -hmm. And I felt like I didn't follow the Lord in those directions. Mm -hmm. And what's interesting is whether I did or, or I didn't, I don't know even to this day, but I know the things that I learned from that circumstance or that thing that happened and I wouldn't trade mm -hmm. that. I wouldn't trade those things and it's like you feel like, well, I didn't listen to the Lord because it didn't work out. Sometimes we listen to the Lord and you know, you fall flat on your face mm -hmm. and you fall flat on your face and that's exactly what the Lord yep. wants because it's in those times that you fall flat on your face that you a good become word. dependent. I've, uh, I've taken to saying frequently that uh, our father is not a helicopter parent. He, he doesn't, he doesn't bubble wrap us. He, he actually wants us to fall and skin our knees and Absolutely. that's how we learn. Absolutely. Um, have you, would you tell me, would you share with me if, if you're comfortable, your philosophy about selling the business? Have you thought about selling the business? Has that ever been on your mind or is that factor into how you think about the business or is that, is that uh, not even something on, that you care about? It, it's never really crossed my mind with preservation. I mean, I, you know, there's been some times of thought, you know, about it, but it definitely thought crossed my mind with Butler Builders. Mm -hmm. um, and just, just a tidbit there, I, you know, if you have a, a building company with your personal name on it, <laughs> um, it's very hard to do. Yeah. You, can't, <laughs> you can't sell your, 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 um, your personal name uh, in a business. It's very hard to think, well, you know, it could go well, this person could cheat people, and no matter how far, no matter how much people know that you don't own that business anymore, your name is tied to it. Mm -hmm. And so yeah. um, I just had to, list, you know, let it go instead of selling it because of that reason. Do you hope, uh, with Preservation Company, do you hope to hand it off to future butlers? Are you hoping that one of your kids maybe will want to take it or how do you, how do you think about that? If one of those kids can tolerate their dad long enough to inherit that <laughs> business, then, then it's theirs. Yeah. I mean, I, I hope that one of our, my kids will be passionate about it. My kids love the business. They love the atmosphere of the business. Hmm. Um, but not necessarily all of them are passionate about yeah. the things I'm passionate about. Or, you know. Yeah. Um, so, so we'll wrap up here. But, um, but last... Uh, Last quick question, maybe. Um, there's a lot of folks here, I think, that, that have been employees their whole careers, uh, um, maybe are for the first time even entertaining the idea of, of doing something else. Um, I know for me, the idea of quitting my job uh, was terrifying. Um, me, my wife, you know, just our, our tolerance for risk, you know, is something that, that um, I think my wife's tolerance for risk is, was unusually high. What, what, um, what would be your encouragement to somebody at that, at that phase? I, I, I talk to some folks who, who tell people, don't do it. It's a bad idea. It'd be crazy. 
what, how, how do you, what would be your encouragement to somebody who's sitting here today and is going, man, maybe I should do that thing that I've always wanted to do? This is, this is not what he asked me to say, so I'm going <laughs> to eat. Jump one in the water's fine. Um, uh, you know, what, what's the phrase that entrepreneur is the only one that works 80 hours and plays 40-hour pay from somebody else, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I feel like um, it is, it's, I wrote down just like a few, I'm going to grab my phone because I, I didn't know this question was coming, but I had this, this one, one thing that I, um, there's like just four things that I felt like, actually I felt like the Lord put them on my heart last night, so I didn't know there was going to be an opportunity it. to share yeah. it, but. Um, often we feel like we're our provider, you know? Mm. And so that's why we um, strive the way we do. That's why we take responsibility or whatever. We feel like we're our provider. And so that shows itself in the way we give and mm. the way we conduct business because we feel like um, we're our provider. But, you know, we know Jehovah Jireh, He mm. is our provider. Yeah. And so it's like very seldom that we actually put that into practice. Like the Lord is our provider. Mm-hmm. And that is how we, we can give freely when we know that the Lord has given so freely to us. Um, and, um, and so by stepping out and owning your own business, or if you decide that you're, this is the path that the Lord has, has you on or wants to take you on, it's like that's the first thing that we, we have the security as a provider. We have the security of this. I, I remember walking one time in a three-story um, house. Hmm. Like it was three stories to the floor. And there was just sheetrock in the attic. I mean, there was sheetrock on the ceiling. How many people have stepped through an attic um, in their house? I mean, there's tons of people. It's, just, it's easy to do. You know, you slip off a joist and, and, and step on the sheetrock. Sheetrock only half inch thick. It's, it's, you're, there's nothing there. You could go all the way down. And there's this false sense of security. Like, you're, it's 30 feet below me from the sheetrock, but I can walk across those joists like nobody's business because I can't see the 30 feet below me. Hmm. So it's like this false sense of security um, that I have. I could just run across them. I mean, I don't have to think twice about it because there's a sheetrock there. And, and the sheetrock removed, which is really nothing, you're walking a lot more carefully across those joists. Well, that's the same thing I feel like we're mm. in when we, when we work um, you know, for a bigger company, mm. as we have this sense of security yeah. that is really not there as much as, I mean, just look at 2008 and all these different times that we've Absolutely. gone through. The security is not as much there than we, that, um, as we, you know, the security is not there that we think is there. Yeah. And so um, I feel like that's a big step that we have to realize that, you know, we're not a provider and the security that we feel like is there and, and working for someone else is not necessarily there. Yeah. I mean, it's there a lot of times. Um, it's definitely the easier route, you know, for sure for a lot of people, but you don't, I don't feel like you really get the satisfaction yeah. that you get yeah. when you own your own business. and then. The, the last two things um, or faith building. It's yeah. faith building. Yeah. It's the same as the prayers. Yeah. You know, here versus there. 
in America, you know, we're not required to have a lot of faith. Mm -hmm. You know, we have a paycheck coming in, our mortgage is paid, we still have, you know, enough money to go on vacation, whatever. We don't have to have faith that our next meal is coming in. Mm -hmm. And owning your own business is like the next step. You know, we're still living in America. We still have yeah. lots of safety nets, you know, so to speak. But it's like, it, it's faith building. Yeah. It's faith building. It builds your faith to see things happen on a real daily basis, you know, within your business, things that you pray about, things that you um, need to happen, things that the Lord provides in certain ways. Yeah. So it's faith building. But the last thing that I felt like the Lord gave me was um, compromise. Hmm. No compromise. When you own your own business yeah. and you decide that this is something that you're going to stand for, you can stand for it. Mm. And I feel like that's the biggest thing that's happened even in the past two years. Um, as people are, and probably the very reason that you're doing this, is people have had to compromise. Mm. They've had to compromise. And it just starts out with small compromises. You know, whether it's, you know, let's just say move back a few more years, the compromises that are happening today were not on the table, but the way that you're doing sales, you know, uh, you have to do this certain thing that you don't feel like is right, but you have to do it because you work for the company, you know, but now the compromises are getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And once you've taken those small steps of compromise, those larger um, areas of compromise yep. are, are a lot easier to take because they've already gotten you to, to bite, you know, um, onto their yeah. whatever, business model, you know, mentality, whatever, culture. Yeah. Um, but so those things I feel like and owning your own business, that's probably a little off of what your question was. That was perfect. But those things I feel like for our family, you know, the ability not to compromise, the ability um, to trust in the Lord mm -hmm. um, and have faith and, um, and then the, the false sense of security that we we don't really have. I mean, it's, you know, um, that's what I would say. And it's a lot more work, I'm just gonna tell you. <laughs> Being honest, it's, it's a lot more work, and I know people that are in business, and these guys could probably um, tell you over here that it, they, are, they are much better business people than me. I'm honest to goodness, I'm not a good business person. My wife will tell you I'm not a good business person. I'm really, so I'm, if I can do it, anybody can do it is what I'm saying. Um, I'm not good at um, looking at numbers every day. I'm not good at, um, I'm good, I feel like I'm better at creating environments where people enjoy being or spaces or on the design spectrum of things, but um, I'm not a good business person. Um, but I do enjoy um, the stride, the hustle, and all that. So. Well, Scripture says that, that you see a man who's, who's um, excellent in what he does, that man will stand before kings. So you don't necessarily have to be a, a business expert to be a successful business person. You just have to be good at something yep. and, and execute well. So, yep. hey, thanks, Jason. This is Thank awesome. You. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening. If you want to find out more, check out our website at trinityreformedkirk.com. That's trinityreformedkirk.com.